Hey, so, babe, I'm going to run Ragnar in next match. Yeah, I kind of have to tell Jeremy. We're, we're going to decorate the van. <laughs> like the only thing we're interested in is wearing costumes and decorating the van. It's like how many miles? It's like a 12-team person thingy where 12-person team where you're all in a van and you have to run like a lot of miles and it's like 24-hour event, something like that. 200. 200. We looked it up. 200 miles. Around 200. But we can do them in like shifts. Bob is singing, and I will run 200 miles and I would run Oh my gosh. See, he's my man. Welcome to the Joyful Mile Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host today. My name is Jackie, and today I have Laura here. Say hi, Laura. Hello, everybody. And we have a very special guest very with us. Special guest. <laughs> One of our dear, dear friends, Jenna Lynn. Say hello, Jenna Lynn. Hello, everyone. Yes, hi. she's the one we sometimes talk about a little. <laughs> <laughs> our soul sister there. Um, I'm, the, I'm the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, just a little side note. We realize Rob hasn't been around for quite a few podcasts. Life gets busy. And until then, Laura and I will be here sharing our joyful stories. So just wanted to touch base on that. Um, today we're gonna ha we have a huge, great topic that may run into two episodes. Oh, it's gonna it's um, it's <laughs> <a> <laughs> right now. We will be talking about the Disneyland Paris Half Marathon weekend. But before we get into that, we just want to do a couple things. Um, as always, we want to talk and share our joyful smile for the week. So, Laura, do you got a joyful smile for us? Well, actually, you and I have a joint joyful smile. It's a huge one. I can't believe it. We actually won the Sparkle Athletic giveaway. <laughs> you sent me like the best messages like, oh my gosh, we won, we won, we won. It was with uh, Sparkle Athletic, Indoor Jewelry, Fitletic, and Zensa. My apologies mm -hmm. if I'm messing that up. Zensa compression socks. Yeah. So, you know when oh you see gosh. those Instagram contests where they're like tag someone and share yeah. Like I enter those all the time, but we won one and it's, it's awesome. And it's like enough prizes where we're like, oh my gosh, let's split it. You take this, you take, we were like so, so good at divvying things up and it was great. So we're, all, we're both. Well, I'm taking the necklace and you're taking yes. everything else because that necklace is beautiful and that is oh more gosh. than a fair trade. I uh, am like, I'm so, so it's like what a running belt and an armband and a sparkle athletic skirt and compression socks and the necklace. Yes. Am I missing something? I think that's it. That's good. Oh my good. gosh. Oh my gosh. Crazy. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank ah, you. The big old and smile. so I want to add, this is also a joyful, another joyful smile, but we had another review on our podcast. So I just want to give a shout out to Jessica runs. Thank you for the review. Should I read it guys? What do you think? Yes. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. It says, I love listening to joyful miles. When I go out for runs, they truly make the miles fly by. The topics are always interesting and I love the positive tone. This podcast keeps me motivated and excited for my next Disney run. Yay. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Jessica you. Jenna Lynn, what about it. you? What is your joyful smiles? Um, this has just been a really good good week. Uh, you know, I came home from uh, Paris, France with this great um, experience I'll share with you today. And then 
just my family seeing them again and my son is um having homecoming this week and was Aww. on the court and did the dance and the football game that we won so it's just really wonderful time uh, back home with my family Aww. i love your pictures it's, it's so I just so love awesome. seeing your family. So, uh, Jackie, can I throw in a little joyful smile for you? Happy anniversary. Sure. <gasps> yeah, thank you. 18 years. 18 so. years. Happy anniversary, oh, Jeremy. Goodness. If you're listening, <laughs> Bob never listens to mine. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to dig right in. Um, and we're going to start talking about Disneyland Paris and Gentlemen. You have some crazy stories to tell us. Oh, and girl. this all kind of started, oh my goodness, Jenna Lynn sends us this, this message on Facebook the day, actually it was the day after you're supposed to leave, which we kind of lost track on. And you have to share this story because I think this could happen to any one of us. They and I work for me. an airline. Yeah, I work for an airline. I send people international grants, mostly just island adventures because it's Southwest, but and I should even know this, and I did not know that. So I don't know if you want to talk about that first or if you had something else in mind, but if you want to, go right ahead. No, no, I think it's really important um, to make people aware of my story so that it doesn't happen to them. But, you know, a trip like this is, is really special. You look forward to it for a long time. You plan, you budget, um, you educate yourself about what it's going to be like. And then if you haven't traveled to Europe or out of the United States for a while, which a lot of people don't, you know, it's a new experience. So I was really looking forward to taking off at a 4 p.m. flight on a Tuesday. Um, and then I would arrive, it's about a seven or eight hour flight, arrive at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. And the plan was to um, take a train out to Disney, drop off my stuff, meet up with a friend, and then go back into the city to sightsee. So on Tuesday, I, I arrived um, by Uber to the airport quite early, um, got to the gate agent. And let me say, I tried to check in beforehand on my app on my phone, and it wouldn't let me, um, which isn't always unusual. I didn't think anything of it, so I just thought I'd see the gate agent. When I went to the gate agent, um, you know, she was lovely. She saw that I had a, like a run Disney shirt on and asked, you know, about what I was doing. So we were chatting and I said, you know, how excited I was to get to Paris. And there was an uncomfortable pause. And then she looked at me and she said, so you're not going to Paris today. And I said, excuse me? Oh my <laughs> and she goes, okay, did you know that your passport is due to expire? And I said, yeah, but not until December. And she said, well, there is a rule that if you want to go to Europe, it can't be three months from expiration. Oh, my God. And that feeling in your body when oh. it, it, you get that kind of news, yeah, like I just like was ready to, I don't know how to explain it, like hyperventilate. And so she was a former cast member at Alani. So she, she, she was, had all the Disney charm that cast members do and did a wonderful job trying to kind of calm me down. And she said, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get you the phone number to the emergency passport office. And I'm going to have you call them right now to get an appointment for tomorrow. She goes, I don't think you can get in today. And um, I'm going to see if we can get you rebooked. So she got me the number. I got on the line. I got an appointment for the next day. And she rebooked me for the next um, afternoon, the same flight at 4 o'clock. So I turned around, got an Uber, went home. Were you crying? I, Sorry, I have to ask. Were you crying? 
you know, I, I kept it together, but I was devastated. But all I could think about is, am I going to get there? Am I going to get there? Yes. So I quick called my um, friend that I was going to meet up with and said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there tonight. I'm going to make sure you can get into the hotel that we had planned. And um, when I got passport pictures made, I got the application printed off at home and, and my kids and family was like, why are you back? But um, I, I was hopeful. So I got up the next morning and um, had everything. I didn't unpack or anything, was ready to go. And I left my, I chose to leave my stuff at home and go downtown to Minneapolis. Now I was lucky because where I live, we have a passport office, but many places in the country do not have passport offices in nearby. So I went down to the passport office and I walked in the door. And as I walked in, I'm noticing security guards kind of like shuffling around, looking really serious. Like I wasn't sure what was going on, but I just stood there and waited, waited. Some more people kind of lined up and they're backing up. They're not letting us in. And as I'm listening, I'm finding out that the passport office is going on lockdown. Oh my God. Because there's a suspicious package in the office and they can't process anything. And again, I'm going through this in total panic mode. Like, how am I going to get to Paris? How am I going to get to Paris? So the security guard's going one by one, just, you know, and he's turning people away from the office. And he gets to me and, and, and I said, I have a four o'clock top late today. I had an appointment for an emergency passport. And he goes, hold on. Oh, gosh. So I wait, 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 wait. And the, he comes back and he takes me in through security and he says, just stay with me. And there, I see around the corner, there's a long line of people waiting to get their stuff processed or just waiting, right? Because nobody could do anything. And they're setting up tables in the hallway. And he gets a guy and, and explains it. And he, they, they escort me to one of these tables. And they put me ahead of the line and he starts processing my paperwork. And he looks at me and he goes, do you have your luggage? And I said, no. He goes, where do you live? And I said, not too far. And he goes, okay, go get your luggage and we'll see what we can do. That's what I got. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> He's like, come back in one to two hours and we'll see what we can do. And again, my body's like, oh, oh my God, God, I got my shirt. So I uh, leave that passport office, drive home, grab my bags, get back in the car. And as I'm in the car, I get a phone call from the social security office saying, I'm sorry, ma'am. I know you have an appointment. We're closing down the building. So just wanted you to know you shouldn't come in today. And I thought, okay, all right. Sounds good. But I, I hung up and I'm like, I'm still going. I have no idea what that meant. La, 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 la. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. <laughs> so I get back downtown again, park the car, I walk into the building and it's completely empty. I look over the security guard and he says, oh, you're back. Come on in. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe it's okay. And I walk into the passport office. It's completely empty. Okay. Cause they've, they've canceled everybody's appointment. And I walk up to the desk and the lady goes, oh, I know who you are. Hold on a minute. And she comes over with a passport. Oh my I, gosh. Am I going to Paris today? And she goes, yes, you're going to Paris. Here, oh my God. Find it and go to the airport. <laughs> did you cry then? Uh, I did. I lost it then. I totally oh. did. Because oh. then, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't have a ton of time. I need to get to my car. I need to drive right to the airport and I need to get into there, get in the airport. And I still really didn't believe it until I got to the gate. I went directly to the gate. They had like a little restaurant. I sat down and I started texting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I know you haven't heard from me, but I've been on complete like oh shutdown mode. Gosh. I couldn't open up social media. I couldn't text anyone. I just needed to know that I was going to get on that plane. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> oh my God. When you sat down on that flight, were you just like, 
I was so relieved. Like, but I want everybody listening to just know that this is a thing. And, (laughs) and, um, I actually overlapped one day. So it was, I was going to hit the three month mark on the day I returned home from my Paris trip and they would not give, they would not let me go. And I've heard from others now that I've talked to people that like, if you're going to other countries, the the length of time is sometimes even longer. Like China, yeah. I, I believe it's a six month window. So yeah, there is um, an island I know from just Southwest that's six months. I, I don't know which one, maybe Costa Rica or something. One of them is six months. I do know that. And we've, I've had to send people away. So duh, like, why didn't I think of that? But I don't know if I just thought Europe would be there. I don't, I didn't, I haven't worked mornings with a lot of international flights in a while. So maybe that was why I, well, for our listeners, awful. rest assured, Jalen is going to come back and she's going to do a, a great preview for Disneyland Paris for next year and give I've done a ton of international travel tips. So we're we're going to have her back because we need to know all this stuff. Yes, there's, we, there's, there's so much more that you can't, you don't have time to cover in these exactly. shows. So we're going to pick your brain. So definitely be on the lookout for that. For sure. Yeah. No, it was, you sent the text and I read it. I was like half asleep and I read it and then I had to like rub my eyes a little bit because I think I had a nap or something. And I read it because like, oh my God, oh my God. Were you okay with missing your sightseeing day? Like, does that break your heart in a way or are you okay because you know you're going back next year or? I was like, totally okay because you were just so happy you were going. That was like kind of a afterthought, after, you know, anyway, oh, like yes. when we had booked our flight, our, t- our, our stay through, we used the travel agency through um, Get Travel. We had not added that additional day. We did it actually right before we booked our trip, our flights. So um, it, I was totally okay missing that day because I was really going there to see Disneyland Paris and to do the runs. And again, I, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to go back again and that I could always can always see the site. Yeah. Eiffel Tower is not going anywhere, so it's okay. All right. Okay. So, flight questions was so you had a nonstop flight from Minneapolis to Charles de Gaulle. Is that correct? I did. Yep. Okay. And so, you know, was it boring? Was it? Did you sleep? Because you're driving. You're flying now through the night, right? Or so I guess 4 what, p.m. to about midnight um, Central oh, okay. Time um, for me. I I did sleep. I yeah. did take some melatonin and actually took a Benadryl. And, um, after Crash. they give you a meal, I, I didn't have any caffeine any, you know, anytime close. And I did fall asleep. Good. Good. So you land, you land in Paris, woohoo, you're here. Mm-hmm. And now you at this point have to catch a train, right? To get to Disneyland. Yeah. Right. And so again, we should get more de- into detail on that. Um, and it was great because because I was delayed the 24 hours, I did connect with our friend, Jen Sorensen, who was coming in only 30 minutes after me. So I, um, I got, went through customs, got my bags and waited for her to do the same so that we could train it out together. Okay. Um, and we decided to take, it's called the um, TGV, which is a speed train. And uh, we, we had both, she had advised me to watch a YouTube video on how to use the train, which is very funny because all the tips that were in the YouTube video did not help us at all. Like it said to go to a yellow ticket booth. There was no yellow ticket booth. Um, it was comical, but I will tell you that there were tons of racers coming in at that time. Okay. Like you saw other people with their run Disney shirts on. You saw other Americans. Everybody was kind of asking each other and following each other around. Aww. So there was like a comfort vibe knowing like, yes. hey, my, my people are here. Yes. These are your running, yes. running friends. 
And the um, French people we asked to were lovely. I just want to call that out. And I will multiple times throughout this podcast that they were very helpful. And um, I always felt like I could ask anybody I saw um, a question or, or to help me. Oh, that's Did you, do you know any French? I took four years of high school French. Um, so I, I was able to say some things. And I, I wanted to emphasize this, that we all talked about this on our last night um, at Disney, but that... Um, when I was w with our group of people that if, if you attempted to use some French uh, when you were visiting with people or asking questions, if you attempted to use some words, it seemed as though the French appreciated that and they would always respond back in English. But I, I think it's just common courtesy that if you can learn a few words uh, or even ask them, you know, parler anglais, if they can speak English, that it's, it's well-respected. So okay. Jackie, it's we good to our Rosetta Stone then. I know. So just a few things, right? Just mm -hmm. like you said, at least mm -hmm. like you said, you're making the effort. Mm -hmm. Was um if you were doing this alone and you didn't like because obviously you ran into John, like do you think it was really scary or intimidating? Or did you feel comfortable throughout like customs? Was that real scary? To me, like it just sounds so intimidating going through customs at Paris. So is everything pretty easy to follow and if you were going solo? Yeah, because the customs piece I did alone, the baggage I did alone. Uh, when I went back to the airport, I had some problems. I did that um, by myself. I mean, I think you have to be willing to ask questions of straight, complete strangers. Um, and uh, I, I personally feel comfortable with that uh, because I always ran into individuals that were willing to help me. Okay. So, no, that's um, good and time. customs is not intimidating i mean i swear i think i gave him my book and he didn't even look at me i think he <laughs> that stamped it like yeah on my way so i'm so used to, like living so close to the border i used to live in canada so i would cross every day going through customs so for me personally it's probably it's not that scary but just like i think i get more intimidated I'm like where do you go you're in this huge airport like i just picture in my imagination this massive crowd of people i'm like how do you know where to go but I guess you make it sound a little better, like not so scary. The one um, thing I, that's, this is a good time to, and I definitely um, encountered this on the way home is you, if you are doing this um, travel is allow yourself the time because it takes a while to get through customs and it, there's several different checkpoints. And um, I really noticed how it takes much longer than you would anticipate, especially if you're traveling domestically. Okay. So if you, Give yourself way more time than you think you need. Yes. It's better to be. Okay. Good mm -hmm. to know. So you get on the train. You're with Jen at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Is it like, um, how long was the train ride to, to Disneyland from there? Okay. So this is, a, a, this is another big learning that if you're coming from the airport and taking a TGB train, it is a nine minute train ride. Oh my God. So it'll quick. take you longer to wait at the platform for the train to arrive and take off than it is on the actual train. Um, and it is a fantastic um, way to get out to the park quickly. Um, but you, it is a little tricky when you have a lot of luggage. That is the piece that, you know, Jen and I were, uh, get on the train with another couple. And we all just stayed in between the two cars with all of our luggage instead of getting into an actual car where they had seating because our big bags didn't fit down the aisle very well. Okay. So you have to get, there's really no reason to sit because it is so fast. Um, but it is challenging, I believe, to be on the train. And I really encountered that on the way 
back to the airport, which is kind of another story, um, to have all that luggage on. And then the other train that they have is called the RER, and that is the slow train, and it's going to stop in the middle of Paris where you'll have to change trains to get onto another one. It's very busy, very full, and very difficult to have a lot of luggage. So okay. that those are the learnings for me. And sometimes I wonder um, if taking their version of the Magical Express would be it, it would take more time, but when you have large pieces of luggage or a number of them, you would eliminate that stress. Because um, do you have to get off the train quite quickly and you're trying to like get all your stuff? Is that why it's... Is for it the tough? RER train, the small train, yes. But for okay. the TV, we had plenty of time to get on and to get off. Okay. Mm -hmm. And is it a lot more money for the, the speedy one? No, not at all. Oh, okay. No, um, that's that's one thing we did learn from the YouTube video that you can get a first class and a second class train ticket. If you get the second class train ticket, just yeah, it's not that expensive at all. Okay. Good to know. All right. So now you get there. You've arrived in Disneyland Paris. What hotel were you guys at? Okay. So when you get off the train station, it is fabulous because you walk out of the building and you see the big Disneyland Paris sign. Uh, it is right in front of you. It's fantastic. Uh, so it's really a wonderful feeling. Um, you will, if you're staying on property, you'll be going through a security checkpoint area um, and you can put your luggage through the machines and walk in. If you're staying off property, you'll go around the building, the train station building, and you'll see uh, the buses that will take you to the neighborhood um, hotels. The, the night that I had added on that I missed because I went in 24 hours later, I missed, I, I was planning to stay at a neighborhood hotel. And so my roommate did stay um, at that neighborhood hotel for the first night. And she did say that those buses took a while to show up. So she oh. waited a while. I think it was up to 45 minutes for one wow. to arrive. So um, staying on property might really be a good option. Especially after traveling that long and you just want to get there. Sometimes yeah. it's worth spending that extra money and being you know, frugal somewhere else. Yeah, I was really happy that, um, and like I said, that was an add-on day for us, but we did stay on property. What we stay on is um, the Disneyland's version of kind of a value hotel, and it's mm -hmm. called um, Hotel Cheyenne. It is a bit of a walk, so once you go into, through the security gate, you're, you're kind of at the entrance of both parks and Disney Village, which is our version of Disney Springs. And so I... Uh, we went through Disney Village and we decided to uh, take a, to a walk through the um, village to get to Jen's hotel, which was a little closer. She stayed at um, the New York Hotel. So uh, we walked through the village. She dro dropped her off and I kept walking. But it's very well, um, there's very good signage, so you kind of knew where to go. I want to say the walk from the village is about... I don't know, 15 minutes maybe. Would it's you compare it to like um, the Disneyland Hotel, maybe cutting through, you know, downtown Disney in California to the other side? You know, or, do you know what I mean? Where those, where you kind of walk through both parks and you go to the opposite side? Would you compare it to that walk like that? Because that's how I'm envisioning it, but I don't know. Very much, very okay. much like Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. It's, 
So we, when I've done a Disneyland, we've always stayed at Paradise Pier, and it's further away than that. But okay. I would say, yes, like going through um, downtown Disney to maybe those neighborhood hotels in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. It's seriously. Okay. And the walk is really peaceful. It's got like a little river s similar to Port Orleans. Oh, wow, lovely. Yeah, and the trees are turning colors. It smells really good. It's a lovely, lovely walk to get out to um, our hotel, the Cheyenne, and then there's another one called the Santa Fe. Um, and they are hilarious in that they're theming um, of American hotels or places was very themed towards a Western. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a country Western hotel, like a... So Yes. Like the Wild Wild West Hotel? It is. It is like, <laughs> yes, it's like the Wild Wild West. It's, um, it's comical to those of us uh, <laughs> because there's, it's not only at this hotel, it's kind of spattered throughout the entire park that if that's really the way that, that um, <laughs> Europeans or the French think that we live, it's, is not correct. But it's I'm like so picturing um, National Lampoon's Vacation. When Clark, like, they stay at that while, I don't know if you remember that, and, like, Clark takes the money from the cash register. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> but anyways, like, when the Griswolds stay at this, like, Wild West campground or something, that's what I'm picturing. No, that's, that's what it is. It is, <laughs> it is super funny. Like, um, I've stayed at those type of Wild West places before. <laughs> it almost makes me really want to stay there to six I know. We have to see it now. <laughs> Plus its value, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'll yeah. try to get some pictures. I think I put one on the Facebook club page. Um, it, and it was very quiet in there, too. So it was very almost desolate looking as you walked down the, the, the streets of this, like, country western hotel. But it's lovely. It's, it, uh, it was clean. The rooms are not quite as fancy as um, the rooms you will get at uh, Disney World property. Okay. Um, it was, but they were simple. And there was, like, a TV. Were they roomy? Like, could four girls sleep in a room? Much like a value resort at Walt Disney. Okay. So yeah. comparable in size. They weren't mm -hmm. like, all right. <laughs> it had air. It had a ceiling fan. It did not have a coffee maker or a refrigerator. Oh. oh. I'm out. Interesting. It didn't have washcloths, so it had limited towels. It didn't have good ventilation in the bathroom, so things would get very humid. Oh, <laughs> Laura, there goes your hair. <laughs> My hair is always shot anyway. Her hair's the best in Disneyland because of the no humidity. Uh, that's the only place I've ever had good, good hair in California. No. Um, but I, I was happy we were there. Like, I, I love being on property, and for the price, it was a great option. So, yeah. I'm excited. It sounds like. I mean, nothing's making me be like, eh, at all. It, it sounds awesome so far. We stayed at worst, Jackie, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so you get there. It's morning. Do you, is that the day you go to the expo then? So we decided to hit the park um, as quickly as we could because park time was really limited in a four-day um, stretch when you have three races, uh, th uh, three of the four days, and then the expo. So, yeah, we hit the parks to try to get as many attractions in as we possibly could. We also had a lunch reservation at, oh gosh, now I'm blanking the name, but it had princesses. And it was our, the version of like the Cinderella Castle Royal Table. Okay. Um, it's not in the castle, it's just to the side of it. 
Jen and Nikki and I went for lunch there. It was lovely. We had um, nice service. Um, but this would be a good time for me to tell you, if you're tra traveling there, that the, the price tag on food is very high. Um, that was the one thing that I really noticed compared to the U.S. If you wanted to try and save some money, and e even if you were not having reservation meals, uh, like we had a few of them set up, even counter services run on the high side. Uh, I think we did like a counter service hamburger and french fries, and it was around 18, 19 euros, which would be close to around $25. Wow. Um, wow. We are going to be eating lots of Nature Valley. Bars. <laughs> yep. Nothing <laughs> crumbs everywhere. Nothing <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's really important to know because obviously financially you you want to think about these things. Now how um how quick so and how sorry, how uh I messed up. <laughs> when did you make the reservation? Like how far in advance did you have to make it? I wanna say that you can make the reservations in Disneyland Paris two months in advance. And when you make the call it's an international call. So you will get charged international rates. Okay. Um, and I was fortunate to be able to use um, a benefit my husband has at work to make the call. So I made the reservations um, for Jen and Nikki and I. And I don't usually make dinner reservations when I go to Walt Disney World, but I think we wanted to kind of experience some of the food and some of the theming they had for, for that park. I, we felt it was part of our experience. So we did make, and some of them were quite popular, so we did make a few dinner reservations, but again, I had mentioned they do take time. I would say an, a couple hours maybe. Um, it's not like a quick in and out. Um, so you kind of have to factor that into your day if you're really trying to get a lot of things into your day um, that, that it, it will take a significant amount of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we wanted that some of that experience um, in our four days. So gotcha. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Jackie. No, you're good. So you so, guys do that, and now is this expo time? Or did you do that day? I'm trying to think. So you got there on Wednesday, right? Wednesday morning. It was Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Oh wow. Okay. So so we okay. ate. Um, the expo opened at three o'clock, and so we uh, ate around two. We decided to get to the expo about four. Uh, which was good because it, it, it had opened at three. We knew, thought there would be long, long queues and that would give it a little time to loosen up. But this was the interesting thing about the going, entering the expo is that Run Disney Paris did not send out the link to print your vouchers, which you need to claim your bib, until I think it was Wednesday. Wow. And a lot of people had already started their travel plans and didn't have access to a computer and printer. Wow, yeah. so most people, it seemed like entering that day, had nothing printed and needed to use had, have access to the computers that are at the expo. But they only had five of them, I believe. And wow. the line was forever long, uh, waiting wow. to just print. It was interesting. The keyboards were in French. They look different. So um, that also took people extra time because the Americans didn't know where to find like the at sign. Um, so, you know, they only had a couple people kind of running between computers to help print these vouchers out. That it, so that was time consuming. 
uh, Jen was able to get hers. I know, I, I don't know if I posted the picture on the club, but it was Nikki and I with sad faces and, and um, Jen's <laughs> super happy because she had already got inside with her vouchers and picked up her bibs and had everything done. So that was probably a bit of a dissatisfier for for individuals, especially if you're used to going to Walt Disney World races. Yeah, hopefully Would they'll you, change that. Could you have done it at the hotel had you known, or did the hotel not even have access to something like that? I did not see that there were public use computers okay. um, at the hotel. And I will say the queue just to even get checked into our hotel um, that morning were quite long. Again, it seemed like a lot of racers were coming in um, on, the, on that day, and, and I, I didn't see anything that we could use. Overall, at this point, like, I'm just curious your thoughts, because this, this is the impression I'm getting. I don't know if I'm wrong. It seems like, like, Disney World in Florida, they're, they're so used to accommodating such masses of people, and they're constantly trying to make it faster, whether it be people with iPads going through the lines. Um, it just seems like they're constantly trying to keep things moving. Do you get that vibe there, or is it just, like, a different way of life, or are they doing the best they can? I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, the voucher queue was long, but once you got into the expo doors, I didn't experience any other problems like that. Okay. But this expo is very different than what you see in, in world or land. Um, and we can kind of get into that. Sure. Uh, it, once you get your vouchers and you walk in, it, it's like a big, I think Paul Washington kind of referred to it like a tent. It's not a tent. It's kind of like a very large shed. <laughs> it, no, true. Like it really is a sh like a big, old, big shed. And they have the um, desk or like kiosk areas, much like they do in World, that you would go up to to get um, your, do your signature. You got a band for your um, Castle to Chateau medal. Uh, you picked up, it, it, it was just a matter of minutes probably to pick these things up um, and then go to get your picture taken much like they do in World. So I think that the process within the expo was very similar. It's just that it is so much smaller scale and there's nothing fancy about it. Like you're in a shed and they're doing this. There's nothing blingy or fancy. I mean, it looked like they maybe brought over some of the signage. Um, it had the same fonts and look to the ones in the U.S., uh, but not as many of them. There's no red carpets. There's no Jeff Galloway talking. What? Oh, no. It's very oh simple and plain. Do they sell any, like, did they have, like, a Run Disney section to buy merchandise? Yeah. So once you th went through and you picked up your bibs and your shirts, I'll start with that. Um, I was very glad that we took the time, and, and this is lessons that you guys give all the time, to try on the shirts, each one. Oh, yes. These shirts were terrible fitting. Um, oh. They, you know, I ordered the size that I would get in the U.S., and they didn't, they weren't even close to fitting, and each shirt fit differently. And I know some of the shirts looked like they had irregularities to them. They had seams that were pulling. They had Gosh, Laura would be having panic. <laughs> you would. Jagging <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> We're doing an exchange um, desk, and we were fortunate because, right, we, we, it had just opened an hour or two in. And even when we went up to that exchange um, table, they had sizes not available. But the, each run shirt fit differently and they were I believe quite small um, and some 
poorly made. Uh, so wow. overall, and, and I felt bad, like I think it was the next day Nikki was looking over one of them and she saw kind of dark splotches, little spots on one of them. And it wasn't super noticeable, but I, I would say the quality of the shirts in the U.S. are better. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I'll still wear them. They're, they're fine. You can't see it. Like if you look at our photographs, but I think you need to be prepared for that when you go in to pick up your, your shirts, um, next year. I have a year to, to cope. Yes. (laughs) The other thing then, like you said, is the merchandise. So once you get through um, the pickup area, you, you just kind of maneuver down through the shed, the big building, and they have the merchandise set up. It is so slim. Um, it is absolutely nothing like the United States. There was very little to choose from um, compared to you know what we're used for used to. There was um, some I did it shirts. They had a couple hats to choose from, like one headband. I, of course, I wanted a jacket, and they had just a rain jacket that didn't really scream run Disney. It had something about Paris on it in a children's jacket. They had a couple other shirts, again, that fit kind of strangely. Um, they had some general Disney merchandise in there. Uh, they did have one Castle to Chateau shirt, which a lot of us got. Uh, and But it, it wasn't anything too special. So the merchandise, I think, would be an area of improvement for Run Disney. But now that Run Disney has completely taken over the race, I do have faith that it will change. Um, as we, you know, go on from year to year, I think that Run Disney typically does a really good job, but this is just an area that they could, they could work on. They did have pre-sale merchandise that had come out probably two or three months that you could order before you arrived. Those would be the, the race pins, the little mini medals. Okay. Um, and then they had a special bag uh, and a cosmetic tote uh, pre-sale. Um, which I did get a few of those and they had a line to pick it up, but they did still have that merchandise available at the expo. I just think it was a limited amount and I don't know how long it would have lasted. Right. Right. So the money you saved in the expo, you spent on the food. <laughs> yeah. Right. You didn't have to buy that much, right? No, you, you couldn't because there wasn't much to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so overall expo, Sounds quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, are you meeting? Are you are you running into anybody at this point? Have you seen people you know at the expo, or is it just is there is it so crowded? It's you know what I mean. It's, There's it was not crowded. It was no? empty. No, really? you it, like comparatively, it was very quiet and empty. Um, it's very, very different. It's, and, and then at, once you move through the merchandise area, there's uh, the vendor area that were sponsors. There was a couple opportunities to take some pictures. They had the photo frames and a castle to chateau background. They had a ball pit where you could do some kind of a photograph. Yeah. Uh-huh. A garden had a photo booth open. They had some massage therapists. They also had a really cool runner wall that uh, every runner's name was on it. Uh, it was super, super long. Um, so that was kind of fun to find your name up on the, on the wall. That's cool. Um, That's cool. That pretty much was it. And the race maps. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to roll into Friday, which is the 5K day. And the one major difference in Paris is the 5K is in the evening. 
versus the morning. So in a way, I think that's kind of cool because it gives you one last, you know, one last day of waking up early. However, I don't, I don't know how late it goes. So we're going to, we're going to find out from Jenna Lynn about the 5k next. So Jenna Lynn, tell us all about it. <laughs> I think, I think you have to kind of remember that, you know, you're anxious to see the parks, but you have to kind of take it easy. And I mean, I know it's, it's a 5k, so it's not a super long distance, but it gets to be a really long day. So yeah. we did spend a little time in the studios um, and headed back to our hotel room around 4 p.m. to get into our costumes and running stuff. And then we we wanted to get there early because I think the race start time was 7 o'clock. Wow. And was it 7? I think it was around 7. And we started walking over to the arena around 5.30, quarter to 6 o'clock. We wanted to be there early. When we arrived, the gates had not opened into the corral area. And the corral area was over by the, the arena is what they call it. I'm calling it a white shed, but that's where the expo was. And they were back behind that area. So we kind of um, waited in, a sh in these chutes uh, before they opened up the gates to get into the corral areas. That sounds like us. Which was kind of cool because we ran into some joyful milers um, and we were able to kind of connect with folk, kind of like a pre-race meetup. When Nita was there, Meredith, Jen, Nikki, and I, uh, we were able to take a picture when they opened up the gates to get in. Um, and th the place was empty. All the crowds were empty. We were the first ones there. And we, uh, so we needed to, this is a great place to talk about the crowds. Oh so, yes, that's exactly how I felt about it. Okay, here we go. So what we heard was the crowds were assigned completely by random, which would make sense because you do not submit a proof of time unless you can complete a half marathon under one hour and 30 minutes. So they have no sense of your ability when you register. There were corrals through A through E, and we were lucky, I would say, because um, Nikki and I, our numbers were right next to each other. I think that was because we registered together through this um, travel agency. We were in C, so we were in the middle, um, which I was grateful that we were just not in E. The thing about it is that we were seeing very small children in Corral A or B, and it looked like potentially a little bit slower into people for the 5K in these um, higher up corrals. It was quite a mixture of folks. And uh, what we, what I was worried about and what I seemed to notice is that it was scary for very small children and small people when you have a lot of these runners that are faster or not paying attention. And of course, this is in the dark. So, the, and then you, of course, have people who are coming from the U.S. that you submit a proof of time, and they work hard for that, and they're hoping for a race corral um, that's A, B, or C. So I think a lot of people were uncomfortable or um, not happy about the corral placement. I do know of an individual that did get a corral placement of E, and for very good reasons, asked runner relations to move them to a, a different corral. And I think they did get moved to B, but I do think it was difficult for them to get them moved. 
Mm-hmm. So that that was interesting. So we got into our race corral right away. Uh, wanted to be, we were up at the front. I would say there was only about oh my goodness fifty people at best when we arrived and walked in. And this is what's very different about uh, Harris runs is that people do not show up until probably twenty minutes before race time, oh, and. Right. Even when uh, the race was starting, we were seeing people still walking in past seven o'clock to, wow. to get, like people were still walking, just walking in. Like no sense of urgency to get there. None. Get I remember wow. seeing that at, in Disneyland races where we're starting the race and we're running down. There's people walking the op- on the sidewalk to get to the corrals. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would freak us out. Like we are early, you know. Yeah, you're the same way. Get there early. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy. And we were at the very front of Crow C, so we were ready once they opened it up. We did hear that there were some folks who were driving in that were having some trouble parking. They didn't know that they were charging. I think it was 15 euros or something to park. So that might have slowed people down to get into the race start area. But right. uh, we were quite surprised how many people were just coming in so late. Uh, when you were, sorry to cut you off, when you were actually like in the crowd, did it feel like a normal run Disney? Like the announcing or you know how they do the announcements and stuff like that. Did, did, did it sound similar? Was it in English? Was it in French? Mm-hmm. Um, did, what, were, what were similarities or differences when it came to that? Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, I'm looking at my notes now. I said the race, it started at seven. It actually started at eight o'clock. Okay. Wow. So later. we were there an hour and a half early. Okay. Um, and so we were standing there with not very many people for very long time. <laughs> and it was a little breezy. It was cool uh, that evening, especially as the sun went down. But they did start the big screen TVs and they showed movie trailers for quite a like an hour beforehand, I would say. And it wasn't until about 7.40 they started the actual race show with an announcer um, and the theming of what each one of the races. Um, they did speak in French and in English. So I had no problems understanding what they were saying. I thought that their, their pre-show was very well done. They were always themed in whatever the race was. Uh, they had smoke uh, going off instead of fireworks. Uh, they started a little bit late. I think each day started past the time that it was supposed to start, um, but it, it wasn't that noticeable. The one thing we didn't notice while we were waiting in the crowd for that long is where the porta-potties were. Uh-oh. So, and we were fine because, you know, it was a 5K and we, were, we knew we'd get into a park. Um, and we did later find them on the 10K and the half marathon, but there was just a very small number of them uh-huh. and they were kind of tucked behind a a screen it was they were just not as visible and noticeable as they are in world so that was something we thought was concerning because <laughs> for those of us that usually need to hit it before you get into the race corrals wow okay so character wise 5k what do you recall what characters did you stop for all of them or you know was it tough to do that how are the lines so we this the 5k was marvel themed uh we i I have it we went through the the disney village um there was a ton of spectators out of course because it's in the evening um a lot of 
nightlife in the Disney Village area. And then you enter the studios. The first character we saw was Star-Lord. We had heard that Gamora was with her, um, but we didn't, you know, as we were moving forward in the line, we didn't see her. And I did see on Facebook some other people posting that picture, and Gamora was with them, but she wasn't there when we, okay. when, yeah. Um, and Meredith had caught up with us. I think she got in Corral D, um, but she was able to join us for that picture. And then I did see Josh as well. So I'm starting to kind of see people um, on the race course for the That's bike. So cool. You're all the way in Paris and you're like running into friends. I love it. It was awesome. awesome. I loved so it. Cool. Uh, what other characters did they have? So we, as soon as we were done there, we wanted to try and catch up with our other friends, Jen and Juanita and Gerald. And we were texting each other. They got into the line for Black Panther. And oh, that's cool. it was the longest Disney oh, line I've ever seen in my life. It was really? like, that said, you've done a lot. So that's saying something. Wow. It was forever long. And which was, what was really cool is that Jen, Juanita and Gerald had got in the line and we joined them and did not have to wait. <laughs> oh, that's always nice. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was great. So we had a group shot of all six of us with Black Panther. Was oh it? my gosh. How, so is I, Gerald, how is Gerald waiting that long? Because I know he's not one for waiting in long lines. <laughs> I couldn't believe he did it. Actually. I know. So cool. Yeah. Was it like a guy dressed as... Was it Black Panther or a statue? Because it almost looked like a statue in one of the photos. So I don't know. It was, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. He was good then. Because I was like, is that a statue? I remember seeing someone's photo. Wow. Because mm -hmm. he wasn't around when we did the Avengers races. So but that movie hadn't come out yet. So that's awesome. I, I would have waited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it was. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I benefited from those guys waiting in the line uh, because we just jumped in with them. Uh, but we, we did wait in others. It was great, though, to go in as a group. It's always kind of fun to do it with your friends. And, it's true. and I do want to call you, ask how Gerald did with the wait. This was a very, very dark race. By this time, it was dark outside. There was not, there was a lot of areas that were not well lit. Uh, and if you have any kind of sight impairment or problems with mm -hmm. vision at night, um, when we were waiting in the line, people were telling us that, that had done the race the year before, that how dark it was and that you really needed to be careful. And again, just again, emphasizing the fact that if you had small children or families doing this 5K, it, it would be, I feel, a little bit scary uh, based on the way the race corrals were, were designed. Well, hopefully they'll change that. If mm -hmm. Worth one disease. And if you're new to the show and you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Gerald Resnick over at Res Runs. He does yes. amazing race recaps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So any other characters that you stopped for, for the 5K? As we went through the race, we did a couple non-character pictures. But again, because it was so dark, they didn't turn out great. They did have some really nice areas with like light up, uh, like archways that were like fluorescent green and some flowing arches. There's an area, and I'll, I'll mention it multiple times, they still have the backlot tour at okay. Disneyland Paris. And we ran through the backlot tour area multiple times. But in saying that, there was really good non-character type pictures that you could take back there. So as a group, we did take some back there as well. Um, but then the, the last character stop before you ended was 
Captain America and Black Widow. And it was in the stage area for lights, motor, action. I think that's what it's called. Um, so it was really well lit and the, the line winded back and forth. But at this point, we, um, Gerald had this hilarious, like laughing match with a guy dressed as Jafar. And he said it started in his race corral. And then we would stop for pictures and then run ahead of him and then stop for pictures and then get behind him and then run ahead of him. And every time we did that, this guy would have this goofy Jafar laugh at us. So while we were waiting in line for Captain America, here's Jafar in line and we had to get a picture with him. And I will tell you, it is the absolute best picture we took of the entire Aww. race. Nice. But our group with this this runner that was in a Jafar costume, and he looked fantastic. <laughs> I love it. It was great. So we did. Then we got a picture with um with those two, and and that was towards the end. Now there may have been other character stops for the five k. I think there was Loki, if I recall, mm -hmm. and the line when we did get in the line, but the lady told us that it was going to be a forty five minute wait. Okay. And I think we chose to skip um, because we knew that there were others ahead of us and, you know, other stops. And we kind of yeah. had to make a decision because we really just didn't know how we were doing for time. I would say that in waiting for Captain America and, and uh, Black Widow, it was getting towards the end of the race. Did so, they have sweeps? Did they sweep this race? I didn't hear. I didn't hear that anybody got swept. Um, I think they were letting people finish it out. Okay. Um, and they did have people kind of monitoring the line. So quite possibly they were telling folks that they could no longer get in the line that they needed to finish up. But we never got to that point. Something else I was curious about is do they have, did they have bag check for any of the races? I heard somebody ask about it for the 5K, and I think they were told there, that it was not there. Um, but I did see it for for sure the half. I believe the 10K as okay. well. Okay. In um, more of that arena area, you had okay. to go in there to drop it off. We did not utilize it, um, but I do believe it was available. And how much of the course? I know where Disneyland 5Ks. It was mostly park. Were you mostly in the park for this one as well? Entirely. Awesome. It's awesome. It's so similar to a Disneyland race. Okay. Yep. It's now, really wonderful. I did text with Josh a little bit. He said that these were the longest character lines he's ever seen in a race. Would you agree with that? They were long. They yes. Were long. Okay. What they about were. mile markers? Do they have uh, mile marker lines like sometimes they did in Disneyland? Yes, they do. Right. They did. People did use that. Uh, and then as we uh, it, we'll talk about it a little bit more in the 10K and the half. They have so many mile markers because they're not miles, they're kilometers. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? And so a half marathon is 21 kilometers. You have 21 miles. We wow. say markers, but markers. <laughs> right? I wonder if it goes faster that way. Did it feel like it went faster? Uh, I don't know. Well, they come up more often, right? Yeah. So, so you're kind of like, yay, another number. Woo, another. Yeah. Just yeah. curious. I'm just curious mentally. Do you, I have a question though. So you have a race the next morning, right? Correct. So yeah. like as you're running this and it's starting at eight and you're in 45 minute character line, are you starting to stress a little bit about having to get up early in the morning? I mean, do you get up as early as you would for a Disney world race? No. And, and are you freaking out a little bit? Cause like, I feel like I would be like, oh my gosh, we got to get to bed. We got to get to bed. <laughs> 
So I didn't because I was so in the moment. Like the okay. Marvel theming for this, I thought was fantastic. They had really cool Guardian of the Galaxies overlays on um, Hollywood, Hollywood's um, Tower of Terror. Okay. They had a great ending of the 5K in the center of the studios where they have these large statues of the Hulk and Black Panther. Uh, it, it had like a big stage. Um, it was, it had a great vibe. It was super fun. I did not worry about it in the least bit. And of course the races do not start as early in, in Paris as they do in Florida. Oh, so, okay. And you don't have to get, it sounds like you don't have to get there as crazy early. Like, no, no, jobs. no. All right. So that's, that's good to know. So what time? I guess, okay, so you finish, you get your medal. What did you think of the medal? So I love the 5K medal. It They're is beautiful. fantastic. It's Thanos, yeah. right? It's Thanos. It was Thanos. It had oh. the Infinity Stones on it. I have it here. It's clinking around here. It had a wonderful ribbon. It was purple. I, it was like one of my favorites. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so cool, too, because without having the Avengers race, you're getting, a, you're getting a little taste of it if you never got to do one. It um, was a great themed race. So fun. So what time did you finish or get back to your room? Because, you know, again, I'm stressing over the sleep for you. <laughs> I'm such you a wimp. <laughs> no, I, I want to say we started walking back to the room around 1030. Okay. Um, not horrible. They, no, not at all. They, so at, when you finish, a lot of people gathered. We took a lot of pictures at the end. Um, we kind of got our group kind of ended together. Uh, they had race boxes. They had drinks of water, Powerade, I believe. Um, you kind of had to walk around a corner and a lot of people missed it, but in front of the studios, they were taking photo pass pictures of, oh, nice. of a few finishing. So that was, that was nice. But like I said, a lot of people didn't know it was there. So something to kind of take note of if you're going next year. Do they, I was going to ask you this earlier, do they have photo pass all the character stops? Yes, okay. they did. And they is, did. now, you know, we're annual pass, so we always get our photo pass. Do you have to pay extra for that in Paris? Yes, and so this would be a good time to tell you about photo pass. Um, it is not like Walt Disney World. And that was disappointing for a person like myself because I live for the pictures. Um, I love using them to make photo books and post online. The photo pass, I wish I could remember exactly how much it costs, potentially around 60 to 70 euros. So still under $100. The package that they offered was all your race photos and park photos. Mm -hmm. We, on the course, they do have photo pass guys out there, but there's not identifiers that you're coming up to them. So in world, you know, usually see that white flash or the light um, right where the they're sitting or the, yeah. the green tent. They don't have those there. They might have like a green vest on. The other thing that's different is that they must not be as educated or skilled or not have the right equipment. But in world, when they snap pictures, it snap, 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 snap. Like you yeah. get a, how many pictures of that? The same know? pose. Yes. It's one picture. And then it looks like they look at their camera. And then they go back. I mean, it's just one picture every now and then. Mm. And 
multiple times we would pass by a photo pass guy and they never even took a shot. That's heartbreaking because I know how much we They also scanned your bib before they took the character pictures, which made me very nervous because if they weren't um, identifying us by facial recognition or by the, the barcode on the bib, like how do I know that I'm getting all of my pictures? So I, I would freaked out after like the Captain America picture because I kind of bended down where my bib was hidden. And then I thought, well, that was so dumb because I was the bib they scanned. What if I don't get that picture? Right. Um, it, it did end up in my PhotoPass account. So I did get it. but. I am worried that there might be some that I didn't get. The other part is that uh, we took some pictures in the park. Oh, this is the other thing. There's no photo pass guys in the park. It was so disappointing. So when you're at World and you go in with your medals and you want to take pictures of um, of your friends or you know with the castle, we saw them there twice, and we were told by locals we got lucky. There are not photo pass guys around um, the park at all, except I think if you go to the character stops. But so when we did take pictures within the park, we had to do it with our own cameras, mm-hmm. which was disappointing because you had bought this photo pass. It's now, pricey. It's pricey. You can link, I think it's up to five bibs on one photo pass. Um, we thought you could only do it at the expo when you picked up the card. But uh, now that I've looked at them online at home, you can add them after, after the fact. Okay. When I go to Paris again, I would purchase it again just because the pictures they did take were good. Yeah. And even though they didn't take a lot during the 5K, they, we did feel like we got into a few more of them uh, for the half marathon. So uh, I would recommend getting it if you really want pictures. It's just not going to be like uh, when you get photo pass in the park in, in the United States. Again, another area that I think Run Disney needs to improve um, over in in the Paris runs. Where's you're saying that they scanned? What did they scan? I'm sorry if you've already. I thought that was that with H when you said that. But what did they scan? Your bib, or do you have a wristband, or your bib has like a barcode scan on it? Okay, mm-hmm. it's kind do of like get, a. Um, do you get magic bands for the hotels and stuff, or is it all like old school room key? Old school room key. Ooh. It, I'm have to. <laughs> it's even like the old school when you go to Anaheim to to uh, Disneyland, the paper ticket to get in and out for your park ticket. Oh and wow! Copper. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have, have to be all responsible. Pardon me? Do they have five? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have? <laughs> Do they have fast pass? Sorry. <laughs> they do have fast pass, but it's the paper tickets. Gotcha. Gotcha. But okay, this is a good time to talk about that. Yeah, I love it when you say that. When we were there on Thursday and Friday prior to the race in Expo, we tried to hit the parks really hard and the attractions. And I will tell you, there were no waits. Oh, okay. There, it was very quiet um, those first two days. It was very noticeable on Saturday that the locals or the people from Paris um, were coming out to the park for the weekend and that the racers were there. But then I will tell you again, after the half marathon on Sunday, it was raining. So I think that had something to do with it, but the park went empty again. It wow. felt like we had it to ourselves. And when we did the fireworks show on Sunday night, we were able to walk out into the main street right before it started and see a clear view of the entire show. It was that. Wow. Nice. That's exciting. 
it's, it was fantastic. For those of us that are so used to long lines and getting fast passes and all the, the crowds at World and Land, it was nothing like that. It was very quaint and enjoyable and lovely. Awesome. All right. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If you haven't, please check us out on um, Instagram at joyful underscore miles, or you can find us at Twitter. Or as we've mentioned a few times, check us out on Facebook. We have a Joyful Miles page, and we also have a smaller, more intimate Joyful Miles running club. And that's a great way to get to know people, and that's how Jenilyn has probably met a lot of these people that were in Paris. So if you're looking to make connections, running friends with, we all have so much in common. And you know what? We would have never met each other without the internet. So <laughs> be, sure to be sure to check out the Joyful Miles running club. We are going to continue with part two of our chat next week, episode 71. So be on the lookout for that. And if you have a second, we would truly, truly appreciate if you could subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps us grow and to uh, get a higher ranking and would be so appreciated. So thank you, everyone. On behalf of myself, Laura, and Jenna Lynn, Thank you for listening and have a joyful day. And Jenna Lynn, I think you should sing the little jingle. I think you should. Oh, I could say, oh, mon ami. Go for and, it. There you go. <laughs> and I cannot sing. Sorry. All right. I'll t well, I can't uh, sing either, but <laughs> joyful miles. Take care, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bonjour, 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 bonjour,